welcome back to Feed the Post. Today, I am here with my friend and co-host, as always, Aiden Kunst. Aiden, how you doing? Good. Feeling good after a nice Christmas break here. We haven't recorded in a little while. We've been trying to uh, work around our our schedules, but uh, good to be back in the quote-unquote studio, which is just a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Uh, getting this going and, yeah, looking forward to the Big Ten season, man. It's It's, it's coming right up here around the corner. Yeah, no, just, yeah, what, Big Ten play starts back up Thursday with, I believe, Iowa and Nebraska. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been it's, – it's good. It's going to be a, a fun, good season. Um, today we're just going to be kind of going through that. We're going to attempt to predict, like, what the final, final standings will be. Um, this is not a current power ranking or anything like that. This is us, you know, trying to figure out just through the mess of, of the Big Ten of how, how are these standings going to kind of look. Um, so what we're going to hit on every team, um, and we're, we're, the way we're going to do this is we're just going to alternate. So whichever one of us goes first, they pick who they think is going to be first. And then the other person will pick, you know, next best and go back and forth just so that way it flows a little bit quicker. And then we can actually touch on every single team. So, um, but yeah, just a big 10 is going to be fun. You know, Ken Palm has teams, uh, two through 12, all with, within like two or three games of each other, which is just nuts. Um, like fifth, if you get to fifteen wins, fifteen wins probably wins it. You think? I oh, I think fifteen wins wins it. Yeah, yeah. Like fourteen, honestly, might, might. be able to yeah. do it too. Yeah. So it, it's it's going to be a a pretty wild season. So, um, Aiden, do you want to pick the first team or you want me to? Um. Yeah, I'll take the first team. I think right. take the first team. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with our 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 team, the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, obviously, what this podcast is somewhat centered around along with the rest of the big 10. Um, I think they're pretty clear. Number one right now. Yeah. Um, being two and O, you know, being a, obviously ranked number one, um, whether or not you believe they're the best team, there's some variance of opinion on that, but um, you know, that's the best team in the country. So for, for the big 10, which is, is not as maybe top heavy as it's been in years past. Uh, it's pretty obvious to, to most people. I think that Purdue's number one um, just, you know, we haven't had a chance to record uh, since the Davidson and New Orleans game. New Orleans games, uh, Purdue beat Davidson 69-61 at Gamebridge um, and then beat New Orleans by 20 without Edie at home. Um, you know, the Davidson game had some drama. Uh, they didn't blow Davidson out, obviously. So but that was an interesting one where, you know, you kind of had them throwing the kitchen sink at Edie and he was just able to still – he only, he only took 11 shots and still ended up with the 29 and 10 just somehow. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the new Orleans was, was, uh, you know, a fun game for sure. I don't know if you were there. I assume were yeah. you there. Yeah. It was just a fun game because, um, you know, not having Edie, um, you know, getting to see what some of these other guys could do. Obviously Trey Kaufman ran getting 24 was a nice sight to see uh, because he has, kind of been the odd man out a lot of the times with how much he's been playing this year. Um, so that was fun to watch. And I think, I don't know that there's any big takeaways from either of those two games really, but it, it does continue to kind of illuminate Purdue's shooting struggles. Um, I think they were three for 25 maybe yeah, in the Davidson, Davidson game. Yeah. And then they were, I think five, yeah, they were five for 19 against New Orleans. So, you know, and they're 31.1% on the year. It's 281st and. 81st in the country in terms of three-point percentage so you know we're uh we're 12 games in Purdue hasn't lost 
and yet um, what was perceived to be probably their their second greatest strength offensively, which was making open shots. Uh, obviously, the number one strength being feeding the post, the title of this podcast, um, has not been a strength. In fact, it's been their biggest weakness. And they've still it's good that they've still found a win found ways to win games. But the question is now of the course of the Big Ten season, which of course will be, you know, war night in, night out, will that hold up? You know, we saw against Nebraska, that was really the the best team they've played where they didn't shoot well. And uh it, it went down to the wire. Maybe Nebraska should have even even had won the game if they got a, some favorable whistles down the stretch. So, you know, it it's it's something that I think all Purdue fans are kind of on the edge of their seat waiting for that Rutgers game at home uh, where there won't be many students uh, on January 2nd next Monday because uh, it's going to be the first game against a really good defense, in fact, an elite defense. Um, and we're going to get to see, hey, do they make shots? If they don't, can they still find a way to win? Can they? How long can they sustain that before they have to start hitting shots against good teams? Yeah. And that first stretch where you go home for Rutgers at Ohio State, and then Penn State at the Palestra and Philly, which is an away game, essentially. It's like of those games, you know, how many do you hit shots? Do you not? If you don't, can you still survive just off the basis of Edie being Edie and, um, you know, making enough plays and the defense being being significantly improved from last year? Hmm. So I think those are that's probably like the biggest thing to watch with Purdue. Um, but when you look at their schedule, um you know, Wisconsin once, which is on the road, uh, Indiana twice, um, you know, Maryland twice, Illinois once at home at the end of the year, um, do get Ohio State twice. You have to factor in the schedule a little bit into, into these projections. Uh, but I think with Purdue, the schedule maybe doesn't matter quite as much because uh, they have shown that they're clearly, in my mind, the best team in the league this year. Yeah, no, for sure. I think you you hit on a lot of good stuff. Um, that Rutgers game is going to be fun because Rutgers just absolutely takes away the paint, takes away the rim. Um, obviously, they have not played anybody like Edie yet, but like that's that's what they did to Indiana. Yeah, they've got so, a counter. Yeah, I mean they've yeah. got a counter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like they're going to force Purdue to take shots, and you know Purdue. I you know I'm still in the camp that Purdue is going to be a fine shooting team. Um, I would like Dude. to see them go in sooner rather than later, but. Yeah, it's, it's just so interesting because like, you know, that Nebraska, the Davidson game, like, I don't know how much they would change out of those. And like, they still lost. Obviously, Nebraska was OT, like you said, and that really, you know, that really is just a coin flip. And like Purdue got the bounces yeah. and what they, whatever yeah. that they needed. But, you know, even uh, the Davidson, I, I, forget, um, I forget the new coach's name, the son. Like, but yeah, Matt McKillop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the post game, he was just like, yeah, we played Edie really, really well, I thought. And. He was like, and I looked down at half and he had 17 and 11 and like, yeah. yeah, like they, you know, Davidson thought that they executed well and like, it still just wasn't quite enough. And that was with Purdue, just, just not hitting anything at all. Um, I, you know, I don't think, um, I don't think shot quality is perfect, but I do think there's a lot, you know, some merit to it. And I believe the shot quality scores of that Davidson game was like 97 to 70 for Purdue or 97, 76, something like that. Um, Purdue was just expected to make, get like 20 more points from threes. So now, you know, to compare like that New Orleans game, they weren't, I think they actually were expected to get a little bit less points, but that Davidson game specifically, like they just had so many open threes and just, just couldn't hit them. Yeah. Um, and I know yeah. like, you know, the 
um, the caller that called into Matt Painter's show the one time was like, Hey, stop shooting threes pretty much. Like <laughs> I get, you know, if they aren't going in, I get in, in hindsight, it's like, Oh yeah, just don't shoot them. But in my opinion, like if Purdue specifically with the personnel that Purdue has, right. Like exactly. Fletcher yeah. lawyer, Brandon Newman, Braden Smith, Caleb first Mason Gillis, like just those five, like all of them, David Jenkins, I didn't even throw him in. He like all of them can hit shots. All of them will hit shots. And so, all of them have hit shots at a high yeah, level other than the exactly. freshmen and they, they did it in high school. Yeah, exactly. And like if Purdue starts passing up the open looks, then the defense won. Like it, it doesn't matter the end of result of the possession, like the defense won that possession. Um, if Purdue's passing up the specifically the open ones, the kickouts from ED, the, you know, penetrate kickouts, stuff like that. Like if Purdue passes those up, then now teams can just continually throw two, three bodies at ED. Yep. Um, and, you know, yep. Edie's still going to get his as he's shown, and a lot of it's going to be offensive glass, just you know, because he's so because he's so good. But if Purdue starts passing up those, then yeah, like the offense well, is just going to tank. They don't have the personnel to drive the basketball. They just no. don't, like you said. I mean, that they have the personnel. Like, there's no counter to missing wide open threes with this offense. It's been built around dominant force in Edie and just a bunch of guys who shoot who have. Literally everybody on this team, besides the guys who this is their first year, have shot threes at a at a high high efficiency in the past at the college level. Yeah, and then you go on down the line, you see Brandon Newman at thirty two percent, you see uh, first at thirty one percent, you see Morton at twenty six percent, twenty seven percent. He was forty four percent last year on on low volume. Gillis on high volume last year was like forty five percent for most of the year. He's thirty six percent right now. New uh, Jenkins is one of the active leaders in threes in the country. He's 22%. So it's like, if they, if water doesn't find its level here, like you said, they're just going to start throwing everything at Edie. Whereas when we saw in those, those early games, it was like, you know what, we're just going to guard Edie straight up because those shooters had respect Yeah, with the Dukes and Gonzaga's and the teams they were playing then. And, and the shooters deserve that respect. But like you said, these more recent games, have ended up being closer because they've decided, okay, we can't let Edie beat us at least straight up. If he beats us on the glass, what are we going to do? Yeah. But, you know, you know, like you said, if he, we're not going to let him beat us from the post, so you have to hit shots. And if they're not going to, and, and Fletcher lawyer, who's taking the most at 77 is 32% or 33%. And Braden, Braden's making the most of anybody at 42%. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of numbers thrown at, at everybody there, but my, my overall point is just Purdue has good shooters that have been good shooters in the past. Um, it's like, just got to hit shots. I mean, there, there is no counter, you know, Fletcher lawyer, Ethan Morton, Brandon Newman, these guys don't drive to the rim. You know, they no. don't finish at the rim. They, they can occasionally, but if that's what you're relying on, you're in trouble, you know, yeah. as, as an offense. So uh, I think, he's built this around one dominant player and a bunch of really, really good role players, at least in their current form. I think some guys we expect in the future may become more than that, but right now, offensively, they're really, really good supporting pieces that, you know, have one elite skill, which is shooting the basketball. And so, uh, you know, they're going to be very hard to beat if they start hitting at a 38% clip or something like as a team, I think it's feasible. Now we haven't seen it. So I think somewhere in the middle ground, 34%, 34%, whatever the case may be as a team. But I just read off those numbers. I mean, you got to think for most guys, that's going to improve, especially with, like you said, with the quality of looks they're getting. Yeah, for sure. Like they're, they're it's, it's going to improve. It's going to there. <laughs> We're I've, just talking ourselves into this. 
I, what if it doesn't though? If it doesn't, then <laughs> you know that's where Purdue has to continue to dominate the glass and dominate the free throws um, and guard. Yeah, yeah, and guard and continue to guard. And that's you know that's something that that's been really really improved this season is they've had a you know, I think they have like a top, I would say a top four, top five defense in the big 10 right now. Um, yep, I would huge. say that pre- pretty comfortably. And that's huge. That's like literally huge because that means Edie can play more. Um, and if, if he's in and the defense is good, then, you know, like that, that, that was the main worry. It wasn't, wasn't as much the offensive issues. It was, can Edie, you know, defend at a high enough level and pick and roll to maintain like his, his uh, presence on the floor. And, you know, he's, been one of the best drop bigs in the Big Ten, I would say. Um, you know, he's not he's playing 10 to 12 minutes more this year, but following less per game. Um, his block percentage yeah. is up from last year. Like and then getting back to the yeah, yeah, getting back to the re- rebounds and free throws. Um, I mean, the Davison game, there's three players with double doubles and ED first and um Smith, which you know, six foot point guard getting a double double with rebounds, which is pretty wild. First had eight offensive rebounds alone, which is more than Davidson had total. Yeah, he was a um, key player in that game. Oh yeah, that first. second half, that second half stretch was huge. Yeah. And then the free throw rate. They're, you know, 29th best free throw rate in the country. A lot of that is Edie just being able just yep. to be a monster. Um and then their 33rd best free throw percentage is 76.4%. Like you can't really follow Edie. I don't know what his is specifically. Um his is 71.6%. So like you can't just yeah, follow can't follow him. Yeah. So and just hack ED. Yeah. And Painter talks about that openly about free throw rate. And he really understands all that. I think that's why they're good at it. He's built yeah. that team, you know, that that excels in those areas, the the, the areas that we know, or yeah. at least that have fared out to be more important in games than not, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. But if if this team is is forced into taking a lot of tough twos or tough rim attempts, then they're just not gonna be that good. And yeah. so I, I think at the end of the day, you got to keep shooting those good looks and, and hoping they fall. Uh, yeah. But but I think we both agree, obviously, for the purpose of this, that Purdue w- is the favorite to win the league. Yeah, for sure. One, la- I have one little thing, and then I'm right, good to move on. Um, I saw it, you know, I think lawyers done, Lawyer did it against Nebraska. Lawyer did it against Davidson. Um, and that was attacking closeouts pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. And then I don't know if it was a point of emphasis or if it was just the way the game flowed, but Gillis did it a ton in that uh, New Orleans game. Yeah, he now, did, didn't he? You know, it's, you know, New Orleans, not the best, one of the worst opponents, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know if it's just that or what, but just something to keep an eye on is if, like, if this is this team, like, are they if they lose faith in their three or is it, like, more mm. just schematics of painters like, all right, we're going to try to just get downhill first and then open up the three later. Yeah. Go um, inside out. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I think some, that's, that's a good it. point. That's a good point. Cause I, I think, you know, and I'm not anywhere near painter as I continue, will always continue to say, but it, you know, as a coach, you, you know, you have games where you, you just don't, you're, you're, you're process based, but all of a sudden the results aren't working in your favor, you know? And so how do you adjust from that? Um, I think they painter and Purdue are very process based, but at the same time, you know, if you're a Mason Gillis or a Fletcher lawyer, you don't really just want to put up 12 threes if they're not falling for whatever reason. Um, and so I do think there are some guys that can get to a dribble pull up, you know, that can at least attack a closeout, put some pressure on the rim. I'm not saying that these guys can't score it all around the rim. Um, Braden Smith, especially, I think should go, get to his shot more. Um, you know, he, he and lawyer are both at, I think 43% looks like 44% on twos. 
um, which isn't great, but at the same time, isn't a terrible number. Newman 56% on twos, which is really good. Um, you know, so the guys like that, like, yeah, you miss three or four good, really, really wide open, good rhythm looks from three. Maybe you fake it, attack to close out, get to a dribble, pull up, get to a floater, whatever, you know, kind of your, your shot is inside the paint. Um, I, I hope they continue to put an emphasis on that if the shots aren't falling in, because at the end of the day, you have to kind of fake it till you make it. Even if you're not a great player around the rim, you have to be able to at least make the opponents respect you, you know, by taking those shots and, and getting to the rim and getting to your spots inside the paint. Uh, so yeah. I, I hope they continue to do that. Like you said. Yeah, for sure. So anything, anything else you want to say on them? No, think clear big 10 favorites and that we're happy. Obviously uh, we are, but um, yeah. you know, I think they're one of the few teams in this league that certainly kind of, entrench them into a spot in these power rankings or this draft or whatever we want to call it yeah so um and this is just where it gets tough like right um you could make a case for like six or seven teams and i I would buy it um i unfortunately do have to pick next and (laughs) yeah that's why i took purdue (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is based on who i think is going to finish second in the big 10 not necessarily who i think is the second best team um, right. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. All right. They are nine and two overall two and zero oh in conference. This is after, I think our last podcast, I was, I, I was selling um, them, but <laughs> when you just go through things it, have just, changed. Yeah. With, Ill- not, with Illinois, especially. Yeah. Illinois for sure. Indiana's, you know, yeah. With the injury and we'll get into them in a bit, but you know, Wisconsin, they, it, it annoys me that they win every single close yeah, game. Me it too. feels like five me and too. two and five and two in games decided by five points or less three overtime games already. Um, but at the end of the day, they're winning. And like, if they're winning, that's, that's, that's all that really matters. So, you know, and starting out two and oh, I think is just big. Um, them and Purdue are the only two teams to have done that to start out two and oh in big 10 play. They won a home game against Maryland and then they won at Iowa in overtime. Yeah. Um, and Minnesota and guess, Tuesday, Minnesota yeah. Tuesday. So Minnesota Tuesday, which will be good. And then they have at Illinois, which will be a, I think that'll be a fun test. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun reading through these schedules. Cause it's like, oh man, they got a tough schedule, but then you just do that for every team. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I know. Easy. One thing to note with their schedule though, they open up this, you know, big 10 seconds. I don't know what, what is, what do you call this second stretch? Is this big 10 play resuming or what? I don't even know. I think it's starting. I think it's, it those are little little teaser those first few games i don't yeah. know what you call them okay we just so the, you just play them and then you just throw these horrible teams in there in in the middle yeah. like fan yeah. like who we're playing tomorrow or thursday famu yeah and every team is playing a ken a couple 300 level teams so it, it's weird I, I do you like that i don't know I, um, I, I guess I like getting a taste of it. If, I wish the matchups were a little bit better, but yeah, I mean, I get why they do it just to get yeah. to that 20. Um, I mean, I, I, and they can't like, they can't do it over break because just no, no, no. like nobody wants that. So no. I get yeah. it. Got to fit it in. Yeah. Getting, so getting back, like Wisconsin opens this, this big 10 slate uh, with a home game against Minnesota and they close at Minnesota, which, you know, I think that's, you know, Good way to there's start two out. Wins. And a good way to yeah, good way to two end. wins. So, but jumping into them in general, like I think Walls had a little bit of a down year, but it's more of teams are really loading up on him. There's no Jordan, you know, there's no Johnny Davis anymore. So teams are really loading up on Wall. Walls having a higher usage, um, and I think yeah. it is just he's. I don't think he's quite built to take on that lead role fully. Um, 
that's where I think, you know, Chucky steps in, Isijin, we both like, um, you know, Klezmet's been been good for as a transfer. Um, they're a very jump shooting heavy team. They rely a lot on jumpers. And so I'm curious to see, like, I, at some point that's going to bite them, I assume, you know, just with how, how the Big Ten is a grind. I assume that there's going to be a couple games that they just don't shoot well. Um, and then if Wall can't carry the full load, then, you know, those, those are going to be their losses. Um, you know, they, they, I think they're a team that very much needs a couple pieces going every game. Um, you know, and obviously that's kind of a blanket statement. Like every team needs pieces going, but you know, a lot of some of these other teams, like they have their star that they can go to Wisconsin somewhat has it in wall and Chucky, but like, I think it's less guaranteed that they do. Um, and then just on the, the defensive end, another area that's kind of intriguing to me is like, they're not a good interior defense. They've really, really struggled against post-ups. Um, you know, this is feed the post big 10 nation. Like that's where the ball is going to go a lot. So it'll yep. be interesting to see if crawl and wall can step up. I think crawl's done pretty well in space on defense, but you know, he's, he's a little bit thinner as, as a seven footer. So, um, but yeah, overall, like they're just going to win games. They're really well coached. They're going to play their game. They're not going to turn it over a ton, like just do everything they need to, to win. And then they're, they're going to hit jumpers when they need to. Yeah, I think they've proven they can do it. And this is what we talked about on the last podcast. Um, you know, again, like you said, it's do I think they're the second best team if we're power ranking? No, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't say that. But at the end of the day, they just find ways to get results, even if we and many people, for that matter, disagree uh, with their process sometimes. Um, I think, you know, as I don't not a huge fan of Greg Gard, but he's done a really nice job um, just overall. Um, you know, you look at their losses, Kansas and Wake Forest, that Wake Forest one looks a little bit better than that they just beat Duke handily um, the other day. So, you know, I think their resume right now stacks up fairly well, um, Wisconsin. And, and like you said, I think looking at their group wall, I think has, has been a victim of having to be the guy, you know, his efficiency has, has suffered because of that, like you said. Um, but I think he at least makes things happen. And that sounds kind of stupid, but like, he can put pressure on the rim. Like it's just somebody that you have to be scared of. Uh, if you're a defense, even though, yeah, you're right. You look at just his numbers and it's like, yeah, okay. He's not really, you know, you're not really lighting the world on the, the, the world on fire here, but I think he can, he can really, you know, put pressure on a defense. And, and yeah, like you said, I like they're supporting pieces enough. I don't really love them. Um, yeah. But I don't they're, think they're, they're deep at all. No, I don't think they're deep either. I don't think they're deep really at all, but you know, you look at, some of these other teams and I just think there's more of a um you just think almost every other team is more volatile than Wisconsin in terms of what you what you what you're gonna get every night you know Wisconsin has this formula that they've perfected and and I just think that they're gonna stick to it you know we, we've seen that last year I mean a lot of this maybe is, is seeping through from last year where again I didn't believe in them all year all of a sudden they win the you know they tie for the big 10 and um, obviously Johnny Davis, who's really struggling in the league right now, uh, goes on to, to be one of the you know best players in the country. But I, I agree with everything you said. I think, you know, if the three point shooting holds up, uh, that's, that's a place where they, uh, you know, they just have to be good enough. So it's opposite of Purdue, just, just, you know, opposite of last year's Purdue really, where like, you just have to be good enough offensively to make up for the defense. And, uh, you know, if, if, if they can, if they are good enough offensively, if they find a way, like you said, to make shots when it matters, 
Uh, I just trust, I think their defense is, is among the best in the league and um, it, it's, it's going to kind of hold over. So yeah, I agree. I, I'd have them number two as well. They would have been my pick. Yeah, no, they're just already two and oh, which is a huge start. And then just, mm-hmm. they'll, when I was looking through, they're just the team that I believe in the most to find a way to get to 12 wins or honestly, yeah, 12 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins is second. 12 yeah, wins I agree. Probably good, I agree. So. Yeah. Um, who do you want to go to next? Who's your yeah? So I'm going to take Ohio State. I'm going to take okay, Ohio like State. It. the The Buckeyes, who are currently the second ranked team in terms of Ken Palm, they're up to 15th in Ken Palm adjusted efficiency. They've only played one game, uh, Big Ten game, getting that fraudulent win over Rutgers that they didn't really deserve. But uh, they they ended up instead of playing a second game, they played North Carolina in that CBS Sports event, and uh, yeah. obviously had the game in hand, kind of fumbled it, lost on a – it got sent to overtime on a buzzer beater and then couldn't hold on from there by by old Big Ten friend Pete Nance yep. hitting a shot there for uh, for North Carolina to send that one. But, yeah, Ohio State, I just think they're – they're to me, at this point, Ken Palm would agree they're the best offensive team in the league. Uh, they're up to third overall in offensive efficiency. Um, their defense is, is, again, kind of good enough. Uh, it's right 76th right now. Um you know, they, they have a lot of versatile offensive pieces. Um, their freshmen are really good. Thornton and Sensabaugh especially uh, have the makings of really, really good Big Ten players. If they stick around, Sensabaugh might be off to the league after a year. Um, he, he's an unbelievable offensive player. Yeah, he's, he's fun. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. He, he just I think he's just going to keep getting better. Um, I mean, right now, his splits are, what, 53, 49, 80, 79. So, I mean, the guy's a, an offensive machine. Uh, he takes takes 32% of the team's shots. Like, he's just uh, a hub offensively that they can run through despite being a freshman. Um, and I, I'm kind of a believer in him, his game offensively because I think he just has a confidence about him um, that I think will hold up pretty well. Uh, he, he's kind of a sieve defensively, but I don't know that it really matters that much. I think their offense is so good and they have some smart players around him. I think Suing's a smart player. Key's a smart player. Those guys uh, are pretty good defensive players. I even think Thornton's a pretty good defensive player. He he's he puts really good pressure on the ball, um, even though I don't, you know, he's still got a ways to go in terms of getting acclimated, but his line as well, 53, 47, 84. So they, they're two, you know, main freshmen. Uh, Sensabon Thornton are really just really efficient offensively and they're surrounded by guys like suing key McNeil um, Holden who who make shots who can score um, and and key is has proven to be a really efficient offensive player 71% on twos um, just a big dude in there we know we're familiar with his game obviously he's been around a little while I've liked what he's done at the five um i i didn't honestly don't really have much to say about their you know whether or not their schedule's easy uh but that that first group of thornton mcneil suing sensible key i i think that's a really good group that that compares favorably with the big 10 and then you look at their depth and i think there's some upside i think there's a lot of upside with akpara you know he he could really really show um something he hasn't yet over the course of the big 10 season and provide them some much needed depth that five spot, you know, ice likely kind of is kind of a proven commodity. Can't really shoot at all, but gives them, you know, a nice defensive spark. If there's a, 
you know, an opposing team's wing player that they have to check, like a, a Jet Howard or somebody of that, you know, Jalen Pickett, somebody of that ilk. He can kind of guard uh, a player like that, a perimeter player like that. You know, Holden's a nice spark. Gale's shown well for himself. Uh, McNeil's a sniper from three, you know, who hasn't shot it all that well yet this year, but but has in the past. So I, I, I just like their makeup. Uh, I think Holtman's proven he can at least be a good Big Ten coach, you know, um, I think they shoot it really well from three, you know, they shoot it well from two so that they're, they're an efficient offensive team who just really needs to do enough defensively. Uh, they're not going to turn you over, but I think they're, they have some smart players on that team who can maybe, um, I don't know. I, I just think that even though I don't know that Sensabaugh is, in fact, I do think he's one of the worst defenders in the league. I think he, 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 he and Thornton, being surrounded by some older guys and with a coach like Holtman, I, I have some faith that the defense can hold at least at that top 75 level uh, nationally and just be good enough. Um, and I'm not sure some of these other big 10 teams have necessarily the horsepower to punish Ohio state for not being a great defensive team. Uh, so I think, I, I think I'm going to put them third. I, I don't feel great about any of this. That, that should be a disclaimer as well. I don't know that either yeah. of us really know what we're doing here. Uh, we have some, yeah, we're kind of just guessing. And I think they're a safe bet to be third or even maybe push for the top spot if if some things fall right for them. Yeah, I had them, well, two hours ago, I had them second. And then I went through <laughs> and I was like, then I dropped them to fourth. Um, but yeah, no, I really don't have too, too much ad. You, you kind of hit on everything. Um, I'm a little more concerned about the defense, I think, just yeah. because of the lack of size. Like, yeah, you're right. Let me. I'm here. I'm trying to think. Like I think Zed Key, like uh, or last year's matchup. I think the Purdue's bigs went off against uh, Zed Key. Oh uh, yeah, the I Ivy had, game. Edie had, yeah, Edie had twenty um, on seven of nine shooting, and then a bunch of fouls. Travion only had nine and seven, um, so maybe not as much as I ex- had previously thought. But you know, um, you know, he's like you said, super smart player, and definitely can do it without a doubt. Um, but they are, you know, they're gonna their lineup's gonna be six two, six four, six six, six eight, like right in that area. They don't they have Akpara, who I think will, you know, he'll throw he'll have spot minutes and he, he's shown some good flashes. But that's where my biggest concern is and why I ultimately drop him from two to four. I think they'll there's just gonna be a couple games in the Big Ten they lose just because they're I don't know if they'll be able to quite match up with it with a dominant big. But then yeah, on the offensive end, I mean they're just super, super efficient, like really really good in pick and roll off cutting like sense ball has been sense ball is a legit one and done probably um yeah yeah he probably so is they're they're a team that i didn't really i didn't i think i had them pretty middle coming in um just in you know with all the freshmen but they, they we didn't know that, that yeah they, that they can play yeah absolutely so, um i think guess that we'll move on to my fourth all right i'm interested and... to see where you go with this i have a feeling i know who it is but we'll see i'm, I'm almost positive you you know who it is and that it's i can't get rid of them it's illinois for me still um, <laughs> like i don't i they they need to be able to get together um you know with all the everything that's going on with the you know differences between underwood and the players or whatever you know we only get half the story yeah we don't really outside. know that much yeah yeah but it's just rumblings yeah yeah maybe it's like maybe it's just the ucla win just sticking in my mind too much because they look so good in that second half um, yeah they did i think this is a bet more on them getting closer to their ceiling and that i still believe that their ceiling's better than most in the big 10 
um, whether I should believe that they can get there, you know, I think that's a pretty good arguments of like, Hey Joe, what are you doing? But um, you know, offensively, they just need to find some sort of identity. I think, you know, still trying to figure out pieces and they're very, very like high variant team. I think, you know, that UCLA game, Terrence Shannon Jr. Went nine for like 11 or whatever from three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been, I think he's been really, really good elsewhere, but you know, he's yeah, not nowhere near that level um, from that game. He's been really, really good in pick and roll, which has been big. And so like, maybe they go to that, they start going to that a little bit more. Um, but even when they get out in transition, I was, you know, looking up some numbers, they're only in the 14th percentile in efficiency and transition. So like, and what should be like a team that's able to run a ton, like they haven't been good there. Um, and so they're really, I think they really are going to have to anchor themselves on defense and just try to flow more. Um, you know, I think when they are able to set up that press with their length and their athleticism, it's tough. It's going to be tough to break. But in order to do that, they, you know, they've shown that they kind of need to have makes and they've struggled to do that. So then it's just, you know, kind of back and forth, like they need this, you know, they need the defense to get into their offense, but then they need the offense to set up their defense. Um, but I think the upside is just there with Meyer, Tara Shannon. I still love Hawkins. Um, the emergence of at least a possible of danger. I don't know what his playing time will always be, but I assume he'll get a little bit more in the big 10. Um, just, I can't can't quite quit him yet, but I might I might be wrong <laughs> for that one. What what do you think? Yeah, I, I I'm kind of out on him. I I don't know if I'm out on him, but I I just they just seem to have an identity crisis. You know, I, I don't know. Don't think they know what they are yet, and and it's like you look at their numbers and not, nothing's all that bad, other than that they just can't shoot free throws. That really sticks out. Yeah. Um. But you know top 50 both offense defense uh but it feels like like to your point one of those two things is way 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 behind the other in a given game like like just one thing should like missouri they they are fine offensively but they just let them score 91 and and i guess they weren't that great offensively but you know i guess i i question whether they can shoot um consistently you know and I think that would be my word is consistent can they be consistent I mean there are going to be stretches like for example this three-game stretch where they're they got Indiana Ohio State Wisconsin in a nine-day span you know can you can you show up for all three of those not just one not just two all three of them because if you don't show up if you if you lay an egg as they did against Missouri and really against Penn State you know like these teams in the big 10 are going to just are going to punish you, man. Uh, like there's not going to be nights off, you know, no. Minnesota notwithstanding. And even them, like they have some players. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's just, I, I just worry about their makeup. I, I don't know what to make of the the quotes, but we all know that Meyer has been a guy who's been a little, I don't know what the word is, but just not, not always there. You know, you don't know sporadic. what to eat. Yeah. Sporadic. Yeah. I think Shannon's been that guy in the past. I think everyone was excited about him. Uh, and he's had some great, great games, but he was yeah. very good against Missouri. Uh, he didn't hit the three, but he was good getting to the rim. And, and like you said, he's been very good in pick and roll. So I, I don't really know what to make of him either. Um, I, I think maybe, and I know you might hate to hear this, but I think maybe more danger, less Hawkins would be potentially a big 10 fix. Um, Just because I think he's, he's just kind of a rock down there. And, and Hawkins is, 
is just all over the place. Like he makes some awesome plays and then it's, you know, the six turnovers against Missouri. He's really bad against Missouri. Yeah. Um, no, and that's the thing with him is he's just so back and forth. Um, yeah. Like, like he, it might've been, you know, I think it was maybe the first game of the year that he hit like five threes in the first half. And yeah. Honestly, and it was unreal. Yeah. I, I probably should have just not watched that game to, to have a better understanding <laughs> of Illinois, but Ever since then, I'm just like he can he can be a legit top ten player in this conference. Um, but then he has plays where he just does way too much, and you know, like Missouri six turnovers. Like, what I, he probably has a pretty high turnover percentage in general. Yeah, twenty seven point eight percent, which Oof. second highest on the team, which may be a problem in itself that he's not first. Um, <laughs> but well, it just Col- I, Sky I, Clark twenty eight point two for anybody. That's yeah, wondering. yeah, and that was expected with some of their freshmen. You know, maybe we didn't realize quite how reliant they'd be on some of the freshmen. And and I don't know, will the return of Luke Goody help? Um, I think maybe a little bit. Um, some, but like, is there a problem? Like, like no. they, they need somebody that can consistently create. Yes. Um, yes. And he's, you know, I like him. I think he's a very, you know, he'll be a high upside big time player, but I don't know if he necessarily fixes it. Yeah. I don't know that he fixes it. And I think that just the offensive identity, what is it? Are you, yeah. are you going to run and gun like Underwood did when he was at Stephen F Austin? Was that just because he had weird personnel there and had to kind of make up for talent gap? Are you gonna run a ton of pick and roll? You know, there, there was just, I mean, I watched most of that Missouri game and there's just a ton of standing around, Yeah, you know, they, they just, it seems like they don't know what to get into. They, they don't have any kind of offensive flow. Um, I mean, you watch Purdue and it, 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 it's just, we know what we're doing, you know, we're yeah. throwing it to Zach. If he's not there, we'll work it around the perimeter until he is there. Or we have an elaborate set, you know, that, that we're going to run through and run off several, you know, pin downs and whatnot, Chicago and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, they could easily be, I mean, they're 0-2 in the big 10. That's tough. That's why, <laughs> yeah. that's why I had them fourth. That's tough. So like, there, it's an uphill battle now. They do get yep. Minnesota twice. They got Purdue once, which is nice, yep. even though it's at Mackey. Get Nebraska um, twice. Nebraska twice. So, like, they can make up some ground. It's kind of a soft. The early part's a little soft. You get Northwestern. Uh, you get Wisconsin at home, Nebraska, and then and Michigan State and then Minnesota. So, if they can go, like, 4-1 and one there. They probably need this, to go 4-1. and one. They probably need to go 4-1. and one. If they start to get some confidence, I think watch out. But if it's still yeah. this roller coaster ride of okay, we we beat Northwestern, maybe we knock off Wisconsin, but then we lose to Nebraska, or you know, and we or we beat Ohio State, we beat Wisconsin, and then we lose to Minnesota. You know, like it can't be yeah. it can't be that roller coaster ride. I think with the personalities they have on their team, uh, but if they can find some confidence, I think they're certainly capable of ripping off six, seven wins in a row, even in the Big Ten, and to not have to see Purdue until the last game of the year. I think yeah. it's nice for them. So I, I don't hate it. Well, I would have had them a little lower, but I, I don't hate it. Yeah, that's fair. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to tuning into every single one and uh, seeing yeah. see what Illinois game or what Illinois team shows up. So uh, who do you have? Who do you have next? So I am going to go with Maryland. Um, I was not expecting I'm, that. I'm a little, I wasn't really either. I kind of just did that. Uh, but I think I, I just like their five. Um, and I, I still think their resume holds up pretty well. I mean, a mm-hmm. five-point loss at Wisconsin, a couple losses to top four Ken Palm teams. Um, and, and they were both blowouts, even though they only lost to Tennessee by three. Um, that was 
for the majority of the game that wasn't close. Um, You know, I think think they've got a nice foundation defensively. Uh, They've really limited teams. um, And I haven't watched as much of them as I wish I could have, but they, they, and they've gotten some three point luck, uh, but I do, I do kind of buy the defense a little bit. I, th- I think it's pretty good. Um, I like young on the ball quite a bit. Um, yeah, he's been I good. like, yeah, he's really good. Like he's a good player. Um, I like Hart and carry on the wings. I, I just think, you know, that they're, they're carry hasn't even hit shots yet. I think he can. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been awful from three, despite putting up 68 of them. He's 24%. Um, you know, Scott, you know, maybe they don't shoot it well enough. Um, and I'm just kind of buying into everything else about them. Uh, they're, they're 32% from three on the year, which is somehow better than Purdue, which is shocking, but, uh, that Maryland's better shooting from Purdue, but I think if Hart and Carey become solidly, you know, 38% guys and Carey just hasn't been, I, I'm just kind of believing that based on what he's been in the past. Um, I really like that Scott Reese tandem. Uh, Martinez has shown fairly well for himself, I think off the bench. Um, I know that after that, it, it, it's pretty rough. Uh, yeah, it really falls off a cliff. So they, they kind of got six guys. I don't really know. Um, looking at the schedule here, looks like they get Ohio state twice, Purdue twice. So that that's not ideal. They've already, they get Wisconsin again. So, I mean, they, they don't have an easy schedule. Um, but I, I just like them. And, and I think at this point we're kind of throwing darts. Um, and I kind of wanted to go with Iowa. I was down to them or Iowa, uh, but with Iowa, just I don't know the Eastern Illinois loss. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> even though it was out without Murray, like we still don't have a lot of clarity on his his status, and and they're thin as well, which is a part of why they lost that game. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna go Maryland. I don't I don't don't feel like that was a great uh explanation for it, but I I still. I think it's a, a fair dart throw and I've liked what I've seen from them this year. And by the way, that 28 point win or 18 point win over Miami is looking pretty solid better. right now. So, yeah, no, I think that before the, you know, the Miami point, I think that's, that's the most valid thing is, uh, I don't know, but maybe this team, like that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much yeah. sums up the big 10. Um, I, I was a little bit lower on them. I was, um, you know, I think I had them seventh or eighth and yeah. I'm more just betting on their interior regression. Uh, yeah. Reese has been amazing, you know, and I think I, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to be bad or anything, but he's been just insane. Stud, stud, um, 73% in, yeah, in twos. 20, yeah. 21st best in the country per Ken Palm. Like, yeah. Jameer Young, like you said, just getting downhill whenever he wants. You're creating yeah. for others, creating for himself. Scott is, you know, Scott's been a, a proven Big Ten player, a uh, borderline at times, like all Big Ten type. Um, mm-hmm. He has his stretches. Um, you know, and then Hakeem Hart, even with the, the funky, the funky form still goes in a bunch. Um, yeah, it does. So like they had, they had the pieces, like you said, Carrie's been struggling, but I expect him to to turn it around at some point. Um, they're just kind of, I think I have them more middle. Cause I think they're just solid everywhere. Mm. And then their elite thing, which is interior, like scoring. I'm a little, like, I expect a little regression. And so I think for that, that's kind of why I had them more middle, but for the purposes of this, they are fifth and like, I, you know, I see it. I, I, I can definitely see that happening. Um, you know, the UCLA, they just get blitzed and like, yeah. what whatever, yeah, like not whatever, but um, no, but it happens. It happens yeah. to pretty much every team over the course of a year. Yeah. Know? Yeah. There's, there's one game every year. Um, the Tennessee game was sort of that, but then they were able to come back. Um, 
they've been really good defending pick and roll, which has been which has been good. So um, just they're just solid on both ends, and like in a in a Big Ten league with like this condensed, like that's honestly might be good enough just to to get them a top a four or five seed. So um, yeah, you're I, right. I think it's a good point about the interior. Like, will they hold up against the bigs of the Big Ten? Yeah, you know. Um, if they do, know. they're they're a top. But if they 14. do, I think they're here. Yeah, I think they're yeah. they're right here if they do. And so yeah. I guess maybe I'm kind of betting on Scott and Reese. And look, if those guys get into foul trouble, I mean, there's so many variables oh, yeah. that make this, you know, a, a kind of a going out on a limb. But at the same time, like, look, that's most of these teams, like you said. So, yeah, I was. So I'm gonna go next. This is for the sixth spot in our rankings. I'm. I literally have two teams tied, and I was kind of banking on you picking one, um, <laughs> and you didn't. So I'm, uh, I'm gonna go Iowa. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the team, I I think the team that I was you know debating between will probably go next. Um, uh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't Anyways, know that it will. Yeah, I don't yeah, know I don't. Will. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, it won't. Um, very much just need Iowa to get healthy. Yeah, they, you know, Chris Murray's been out for for a bit, four or five games. Um, that Eastern Illinois game was just, yeah, just terrible. Um, you know what they had? It's not good. Yeah, yeah. They shot seven of thirty three from three. Um, looking like looking at the stats, I don't actually quite know. Oh, I don't quite know how they lost. It's just their defense is that bad. They just gave up so many points. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's and it is. I mean it. Let's yeah. not understate it. Like that's one of the biggest upsets ever by point yeah, spread. <laughs> for sure. So, but this is another team that I think like this is okay. I'm going to go under the assumption. Chris Murray gets back soon. I tried looking in. I couldn't find a bunch of news about it. Yeah, it's um, a little murky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to work under the assumption. He gets back within the first, we'll say three ish big 10 games. Okay. Um, they're own one right now. They have Nebraska Thursday, the 29th. Um, so should, that's a that's a win that one. yeah that one's not like a must win but um one and one one and one compared to zero and two is is a big difference to to get yep. out. Um, yep. I thought like obviously their defense has not been good and mainly that's been interior. Their interior defense is just bad and so like maybe I should rank them lower just because this is such an interior dominant league. Um, but they've been really really good. I think on the perimeter just because of their length, they're a hundredth percentile in defending spot ups. Um, just the best like the best in the country defending spot up specifically but then they're 21st in defending the rim so 21st percentile i mean um they have to figure out a way to do that and then they need chris murray healthy so that way somebody can score consistently you know patrick or connor mccaffrey shooting well um you know i think pat we both like patrick mccaffrey he's he's shown signs i like perkins a lot um but he's more of a you know he's more just um gonna create more from defense and just kind of more high intensity i think and then the rest i'm just kind of the rest of the piece i'm just iffy on and i i think if one of those can step up then this team jumps and if not then this team probably falls even a little bit more so yeah they're they're really uh obviously reliant on murray's health um yeah i i did the same as you tried to get a little information on that before i did this and just the uh the uncertainty that i found uh moved made me i was going to take him over maryland but that kind of pushed him down just because yeah, it's like whoa okay is he just going to miss like eight games and then all of a sudden they're out of it you know um so i i whatever we don't know it's hard to speculate but there is certainly some risk involved um 
you know, we, I think we both like a lot of that supporting cast, like you said. Um, yeah. And they, that, that same supporting cast should have honestly beaten Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and some of those guys, McCaffrey was great in that game, Patrick. Uh, and so was Connor. Both of them were. Um, Rebracha has been a little bit better as late, beating up on some bad teams. Um, I think he had, might have had 30 against SEMO. And then, uh, yeah, he did. And then he had 24 in that horrible loss. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they get a guard. I mean, they do have to just at can't, some point. I mean, just can't go up 92 to Eastern Illinois. No. And, and they only went six of 15 from three. Yeah. So it wasn't it's like, interior. you know, it wasn't a, one of those games where they just get insanely lucky. Um, Braden Smith's old running mate, Cam Hafner, was held scoreless. So that's nice. funny about uh, Eastern Illinois there. But uh, yeah. good job by them on that. But uh, yeah, just, just I that's don't know. That's your punchy you, bag, Cam Hafner, always for Braden Smith. I know. He's good, running. though. He's actually good. It's just. Uh, I'm it's just messing. <laughs> I was actually kind of expecting him to be a little bit better at Eastern Illinois. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, you know they're going to be good offensively. Um, yep. Elite. But yeah, lead exactly. Um, but it's just I don't I don't trust this team to necessarily um, guard the way uh, they need to really to be better than middle of the pack in this league. I think they're just you know they 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 I think will have some of the highest highs. Could easily see them beating Purdue or any of those right. other really good teams. But I think they're they're absolutely going to lose some games that they shouldn't because you know the eleventh best team in the big 10 is going to have a lot of firepower enough firepower to potentially put up 90 on them any given night, you know? Yep. So uh, I think that's kind of my concern with Iowa, but I do like them. I mean, it's hard not to like that first five, you know, if they have Murray back and yeah. they did hammer a decent Iowa state team without him too. So their results up until that Eastern Illinois game haven't been that bad without Murray. Um, but yeah, that just, that leaves a sour taste in your mouth heading into big 10 play. And if they lose, like you said, if they lose to Nebraska. They don't have it's Murray back for that. Too. If they lose Thursday, yeah, and I think if they don't have Murray, that's going to be come right down to the wire. So yeah. they're going to, you know, is the ball going to bounce their way? Who the heck knows? Um, but really, they don't have a great win all year outside of that Iowa State one. Yeah. And so it, it's, you know, we like we. I think we both like their team, but I I could see them even falling further than this. Honestly, um, yeah. certainly they could go either way. So for sure, they're they'll be they're similar to Illinois and like they're you know when they're on like it's going to be really tough to beat but um, mm-hmm. very much could just fall off quickly just you know before we move on mm-hmm. this, like looking through their schedule this nebraska game is big um, yeah it is wow so at nebraska at penn state home against iu at rutgers home against michigan home against maryland home against northwestern at ohio state like mm-hmm. home against rutgers home against illinois at purdue and then they close with Ohio State, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Michigan State. With so they get Minnesota once, they get Nebraska once. Wow. Um, and then they get like Ohio's. Oh no, they get Nebraska twice. I didn't see that. My bad. Yeah, but not um, until the last game. So yeah, but then they get like they just got it. They have a tough first. That's brutal. After Nebraska, Penn State, IU, Rutgers, Michigan, Maryland, Northwestern, Ohio State. Like that's that a, January is month. brutal. Yeah. So very much a must. You know, pretty much a must win. Not a must win, but. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is. For we, as, we as honestly, early in the season as you can be, it's it's a must win. So yeah, and we if I had looked more at that schedule, I might have moved them down a little more, knowing that they would maybe start off like that. Yeah. Um, my next team is is gonna be Rutgers. Oh, I was um, not expecting that one. Yeah, I was not expecting. Yeah, I've got Rutgers. Um, 
yeah, elite defense. That's pretty much all I have to say about them. That's really all there um, is to say. Yeah, they they already banked a win over IU. Uh, should have been given a win against Ohio State. So like that's a fairly impressive one-two there in the league. Yep. Um, you know, obviously just just suffocating IU at home, and then uh, going on the road and and right, like I said, absolutely should have won that game against Ohio State. Um, they're elite defensively. They have a great big with Cliff Omarui. Um, not the most efficient big necessarily. Fifty-seven uh, percent on twos hasn't shot it from three despite a few flashes doesn't shoot it that well from the line but an elite elite defensive big um really like him even though he like i said he hasn't been the most efficient and and they have uh similar to you know some of the teams we've talked about um wisconsin being a, a decent comparison even though they don't have a big like omarui but i just think they have a, a supporting cast full of decent kind of players yeah. um you know Caleb McConnell is an excellent defensive player. Um, Cam Spencer has shot it really well coming over from, I think, Loyola, Maryland. Um, yeah, you know, he, he's been pretty good, honestly. Um, yeah. Doesn't doesn't have the highest, like, usage rate, um, but he's he's been fairly good in what he's being asked to do. Um, Derek Simpson has shown flashes. You know, maybe he's a guy who improves over the course of the year. Uh, gives him kind of an offensive spark, similar to maybe what Asijin's been able to do already. Um, yeah. Not not to that level, but you know you hope that's what you hope for a guy like that. Has been has had a weird year, just hasn't um, hasn't been efficient at all. Um, has kind of been in and out um, of the lineup with some injuries. Uh, Mag's okay, Hyatt's okay, so uh, you know I, I'm not like heaping praise on him. Because it's hard to offensively, uh, they they don't yeah. shoot it well at all. They 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 do not shoot it from three. Uh, they do not have a lot of offensive weapons. But I will say that they're similar to Wisconsin. I just feel that they uh, will be able to make enough plays um, to win a lot of games, or at least enough games to finish. What do we have them seventh or whatever here? Yeah, um, sixth. No, you know, so seventh. Yeah. So uh, you know, when you look at they get all the good teams or they get some of the good teams at home, you know, Purdue um, or sorry, not Purdue. Um, you know, I just think they're a really, really good home team. So Iowa at home, Iowa state at home, Penn state at home, you know, um, can they win those games and get a leg up because of how good their home court is? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, but I think I really trust them to win at the rack. Um, they did lose to Seton hall at the rack on December 11th. That was a tough one. I watched most of that game, really ugly game. Um, But, you know, I don't know. It just seems to be a team that, that finds ways to do it and just has an elite defense that travels. I really like Steve Peichel as a coach. I think he's really, really good. Um, And so even though they are not more talented than several of the teams we will mention below them, um, I think I'm a believer in really good defense and it has proven time and time again that it often wins the day in the big 10, even though there are more talented teams. So I think uh, they're going to find a way to gut out, you know, 10, 11 wins and be right in the mix uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, no, totally. I agree. Um, You know, I think I had them, what I had them a little bit lower, I think more like ninth, but I get it. The defense is there and like, you know, the difference between them and say in Iowa and Illinois is, um, you know, you're getting, yeah, this Rucker team knows what like their strength is and that's defense. And they're going to play really good defense. They're going to 
very, very, very much take away the paint in the rim and just force mm-hmm. teams to shoot threes. Um, it's worked a few times for them. And it'll be like, we kind of opened up with like, that's going to be a fun, you know, an interesting matchup with Purdue. See what happens. Um, yeah. How many elite shooting teams are there in the league this year? Yeah, you real. know, we, we got one that we're about to talk about, I'm sure, but you know, there's a few, but, uh, yeah. but not, not that many. So it's a kind of a winning formula in the big 10. It kind of is. Yeah. No, like looking up their numbers um, and, you know, numbers aren't everything, but I think they tell a lot of the story. 99th percentile. This is all defensive stats, by the way, 99th percentile in defending spot ups, 99th percentile in defending a transition, 86th mm-hmm. percentile in defending pick and roll, 99th percentile in defending jumpers and 92nd wow. percentile in defending rim. Like just they leave. have, they have a lineup that a legit lineup that functions well, at least on defense of six, seven, six, seven, six, 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 seven, six, eleven. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with Mulcahy, McConnell, Hyatt, Mag, and uh, Amori, like, yeah, they can just throw out some lineups that you're like, all right, I don't know how to score against this. Now, to be fair, some a lot of times they don't know how to score on the other end. Um, <laughs> with you know, the ball just doesn't move a ton. I'm not a fan of McConnell on offense. I think it's a no. lot of just random pull ups that aren't in the flow of an offense. Um, he's and, a yeah, terrible, think, terrible offensive player. Really, he yeah, is. He's just so good defensively that it's like, all right, you, I know you get to play. I know um, Amori. If they, I think if they. I think I'm cool with them being in the middle. I think that's reasonable. If they want to try to jump and make that jump, I think it's Amori has to take a step on the offensive end. Um, that's fair. I, th- I think he's the one that that's really can do it. Um, you know, I think, like you said, Simpson, I like Simpson. I wrote about him in, in an article kind of highlighting some freshmen I've liked. Um, you know, I, I like the flashes, but he's only a freshman. The efficiency some, has to bump up. So yeah, it has to, has to. And so does he go, which way does he go? You know, yeah. does he, does he, st- find a way to do that or does he just kind of go the other way and hit that freshman wall people talk about you know yeah so all right um we'll move on to the eighth spot all right um, what do we got oh man i'm surprised oh man it's one of two teams um and it's no i, I gotta stick with my rank it's i gotta stick with my rankings i'm gonna go with indiana oh boo i know but honestly i thought i thought you were gonna pick them like sixth oh uh, heck no but I, I can't I you know I'm a Xavier Johnson fan that's so. true yeah and well I think that's the big thing that's why you they're know, down here yeah yep they're down here I when I was doing looking stuff up it was Indiana's hopeful that Xavier can play again this year and in my mind that's just very much like a yeah I don't think he's not, playing again yeah, yeah he's not gonna play that was you know it looked like a pretty bad injury so you know hopefully he does come back I, I hope to see him they're they're much more fun to watch when he is in, absolutely yeah. Um, but they were already thin at guard with really just him and and uh Huchifino. I guess Bates is a guard. So And Bates is Bates, playing well. Yeah. Bates is playing well. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. but that's the thing is like they're just they're very much thin now. Um mm-hmm. and unless you know Huchifinos look good as of late, and so they're gonna continue to need that to be able to crack, you know, towards the top of the Big Ten. Um, but if he doesn't, they're def I think they're fairly, you know going to be pretty squarely in at least the middle to bottom half of the big 10. Um, they just are going to lack some creator and that's what, you know, as sporadic as, as Johnson would be at times. And, you know, with all the turnovers and that one thing he did is he attacked hard and he just attacked often. Um, and that sets up trace, you know, it sets up trace that sets up cops been shooting the lights out. Um, so like yeah, they're going yeah. to need cop to continue to be on this heater that he's on. And then trace is just going to have to continue being, 
dominant and then some um you know shooting 63 percent right now from the from the two well from the field um you know facilitating has been way up he had that triple double against what was that nebraska with this yeah yeah they, they really... played well in that game yeah i think the other thing is um this team is not they're very good defensively they aren't elite defensively and i think last year they were closer to that they were closer to that elite level and that's kind of what we at least projected um it's still very good but it's not white credit the quite at the top and so like i think not being able to rely on that as much although still very good um that combined with the johnson loss is just going to be it's going to be really really tough to overcome i i think yeah i think i mean you just just really look at it against some of these other teams really like compare them and say do you are they really beating them like are they really scoring enough to beat these teams i i don't think yeah, so i don't know i mean with johnson they they only scored 48 against Rutgers yeah. and and Jackson Davis for as much as for as good as he is um I, I don't know I, I I just don't know can he can he do 30 a game because sometimes that's what they're going to need you yeah. know um I I just don't see them I I, I like Hood Shafino but he's not an engine you know he he no. He's an inefficient player, really. He he can get going from three. Um, if he hits one, I've noticed he he he's really feels good about himself and and tends to rattle off a couple more. But at the end of the day, he's he's takes a lot of really tough twos, and teams are gonna just be okay with that, you know. Uh, I mean, what team is is gonna be mad at a tough two by Bates or Hood Shafino? And those are yeah. shots those guys can make. Uh, but they are also really, really inclined to take those shots. And I think over the course of the year, that's not going to hold up. I don't think Johnson will be back based on what it sounds like. Um, yeah. So who's going to step up? You know, Bates has looked good. But now, you know, if they do end up starting Bates, and I think they will, you know, you go Hood, Shafino, Bates, Cop, Thompson, Jackson Davis. Okay, that's fine. What do you do after that? Is it Renew, who struggled quite a bit uh, since he had a hot start? You know, Geronimo, okay, he's just a supporting piece. Galloway, okay, that's your eight guys. You know, can they get anything out of CJ Gunn? I, I like his game. Um, yeah, he, he was good against, in their last one, against Kennesaw State, uh, who they only beat by 14. Uh, but so, but he played a, uh, no, he wasn't good in that game. He was good against uh, Elon, looking at it now, uh, who they beat kind of handily. He was good in that game. Can Logan Duncan give him anything? I don't know. Um, but I just think that, that who do they go to in close games? You know, can, yeah. can Hood, Shafino, and Bates have just never done it in close games. Uh, Jackson Davis, as good as he is, I think they lack creativity getting him the ball. Um, yeah. You know, that might they, be the bigger issue, to be honest. I think that's the biggest issue. I, I think he gets a lot of crap for not showing up in big games. I think the better defenses they play, they their their offensive philosophy gets exposed. Mm-hmm. um of hey you know we're just going to run a, a million post-ups and some spread pick and roll and he just doesn't get a ball enough in some of those games no. I mean you look at the Arizona game 10 shots you know you, you look at the the Kansas game which they also lost by 20 he had eight shots the Rutgers game their other loss he had 11 shots that's just not enough no. but but he's not good enough to to he's a guy you need to get him touches and get creative with how to get him touches. Like I, I wish he could have played for Matt Painter almost because I know Matt Painter would have found a way to get him touches. 
yeah. you know and and so I think that's where Woodson being this isn't a coach's ranking podcast but I think he's down there certainly offensively he's way down there mm-hmm. um, in terms of just creativity ability to get guys good looks um, they run a lot of generic stuff and and I'm just I think my skepticism comes more from him I, I wouldn't have picked him here to be honest with you I I, there's there's another team in happy valley that i'm about yeah. to take that it, i absolutely think is better than them so so i understand that for as hyped as they were and i i do think at full strength they would absolutely be a top four big 10 team i i believe oh, yeah. that because i think johnson is is perfect for this system and really he's a he's a good defender and, and they do guard well but yeah i just i i don't know i i, I don't know that they have enough offensive talent now to sure. overcome some scheme deficiencies um and like you said they're not like it's not like they're ruckers defensively where okay they're just going to win games off defense alone no they're going to have to score and how many of these teams can they keep up with you know yeah no i think that's all fair they're um another just bigger question mark um maybe not as much but yeah it's gonna it's gonna come down to how much can huchifino bates and trace score um yeah based on past like you know it's it looks like it may not be enough unless Huchifino really is legit. Really takes over. Bates is, yeah. Yeah. Bates' sophomore leap is, is um, but even that, like Bates, you're getting all you want right now from Bates as a sophomore leap. Like, I don't know where he's he making improves. a lot of tough shots right now. Yeah. No, they, they need it. Like, I don't yeah. know where he improves throughout the season that much. Yeah. So, yeah. Be interesting. It's a bummer that, that Johnson is hurt, especially, you know, as Purdue fans, like, um, you know, n- you know, they're still going to be very hyped, very fun games, but, the thought of having a Purdue Indiana two games and to both for are the league yeah and 15 teams whatever yeah. you want to call in the country like you know the thought of thought of that is was fun but um you know hopefully Johnson comes back quick and then we'll we'll look like it it's I guess later but yeah right no now, and yeah. by the way total disclaimer it's based on the Johnson injury I mean I'm yeah, not yeah. you know no I think we certainly. both agree if Johnson's back like not that Johnson is like the best player in the conference or anything it's just they just lack he's he's another huge creator. for them yeah, yeah. he's huge he's, for them. It's, that's the point they that's the point they lack a creator yeah yep so um all right i already know who you're going next yeah speaking of creators so yeah that's i'm taking penn state um yep. they have probably the best creator in the league uh with Jalen pickett um the guy's just a stud um just we've said enough about him on this podcast i mean he yep. just puts up ridiculous numbers he's super effective um you know, he, he's up there in the Ken Palm player of the year. I mean, I don't know where he is in the like writers player of the year or whatever. Um, but the funny part is like, he's shooting a career worst from three, um, 29% or whatever, uh, and has just embraced being this kind of hub for them. Um, I don't know what, what's his usage rate. It is, uh, like 30%. Roughly. Yeah. I mean, so he's, he's, he's using a lot of their possessions. Uh, a lot of the other ones he's making a play on, you know, for an open shooter. Um, we've talked about it. They, they shoot the heck out of it. Um, I think why they're this low, um, is because I don't know if the defense is going to hold up and if they're not just going nuts from three, they're probably going to lose most games, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but the question is, can they go nuts from three for most of the year? And I think, yes, um, I'm, I'm really a fan of them. They already walked into Illinois and won by 15. So that, that was kind of a, a statement to start the year. Um, 
they they did lose at home to the team that I was going to maybe pick, Michigan State. Um, who it's kind of crazy that we're going to have them tenth probably if you take them. I don't know if you will or not, but um, yeah. So I I think we know what they do. They do it really well. They don't turn the ball over and they just hit an unbelievable amount of shots. And they have a guy in Pickett who they know, hey, the ball's going through this guy late game, you know, and that's important. That's a team. That's something Michigan State doesn't have um is hey who's going who, who's the ball going to it's the late game who's the ball going to you know that that's something that many of these teams we've talked about don't necessarily have uh so I think there is something to having a clear best player and having one of the better players in the league uh kept me from dropping them even further even though I don't think they're like the top you know some guys I've seen have had them in the top four I don't think they're that high um but you know they're good they're really good they're legit um and and if they were in several other conferences i think they'd be clearly a tournament team they'll have to fight for that this year yeah. uh, being in the big 10 with how many good teams they have to play um purdue twice obviously it looks like wisconsin twice um they do have a stretch where they get where they're at wisconsin home for nebraska at rutgers home for michigan at the end of january there so that will probably define their tournament candidacy if they can win some of those yeah. um iu at home too in that as well so they can you know, go three and two, four and one in that stretch. I think they'll probably be in really good shape. Like I said, they're one and uh, they're one and one. Yeah, lost to Michigan State, beat Illinois. Um, can they execute their formula at the higher level of the Big Ten? If they can, um, with Funk and Wintner and Mundy and Dread all just just shooting the heck out of it from three. Um, if they can do that, then they're going to be probably higher than this. If they can't, then they're going to lose quite a few games because. Um, their defense isn't that good. It's it's pretty solid, uh, but it 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 would need to be a lot, quite a bit better, and they just don't have the size for that to be the case. But uh, really, like what they're doing, love what Shoes is doing over there. Yeah, no, for sure. Shoes will have a legit. Well, depending on how Purdue turns out, Shoes will have a legit case for for uh, coach of the, you know, coach of the year in the Big Ten. Agreed. Um, yep. Pickett's you know averaging sixteen point six points, seven point seven rebounds, seven point eight assists, and he's just. He's probably the funkiest matchup in the uh, in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at six four, whatever he is, and just gonna post up anybody he can. Um, did you know? Just destroyed Illinois, and when Clark, they you know Illinois switching five ways. Um, oh, quick, quick jumping back to Illinois. Very curious to see if they continue to switch five ways. Um, but you know, getting back to Penn State, uh, Illinois or against Illinois, they, they switched five ways. Pickett was getting Clark onto him and then just posting him up um, immediately. So like you said, the, you know, it's just going to come down to whether they keep shooting threes as well. It, there doesn't seem to be anything, any reason why we wouldn't believe that they can, um, you know, they have the 10th best three point percentage in the country at 39.8%, 16th highest three point attempt rate. So 47.6% of their shots come from threes, which is, is, you know, really, really high number. Um, and so it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting. This is a team that they don't, uh, they don't turn the ball over, but they don't force turnovers. They don't get offensive rebounds, but they don't allow offensive rebounds and they don't get to the line, but they don't put teams on the line. Um, yeah. They're very much just going to try to turn it into, we're going to, you know, they're going to very much just try to turn it into a shootout of, you know, who can make more threes and they're, they're going to bet themselves every time. Um, the one, you know, the one issue or concern I will have 
and I don't know if it's a, it could end up being a strength is what's What are they going to do against the bigs? Um, you know, I think their best lineup is playing five guys at six, six and under when they have dread at five or not. Yeah. Dread, or yeah. Dread Lundy yeah. or dread, whoever it is. Yeah. 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 Some combo of like Pickett, funk winter, Lundy dread, um, something like that. So that, you know, that's six, six and under for everybody with their, <laughs> yeah. their center really being six, four and then yeah, their point yeah. guard who's also sort of a center the way he plays is six, four. Um, you know, what do like, what do they do against Edie? That, that matchup's going to be fun. What do they do yeah. against Dickinson trace? Like, um, you know, know, but on the other end, like they're going to have to guard these guys. You know, if, if Edie gets put on dread per se, like dread has taken one, two, I don't know if he, I don't think he probably gets matched up there, but like, at, where do you put them? Where do you put these bigs? So going to be a very fun of just which style wins out. And I think that that really just defines uh, what their season's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's uh, that's the big question is right. Is how they handle those guys. And that's what, you know, Micah Shrewsbury is getting paid uh, several millions to figure out. So yeah. I, I mean, I don't envy that uh, job, um, but plenty of great bigs as we've talked about. I mean, even the lower level guys I think are still effective and will still have big nights against Penn state. When you look at guys like Crowell and Ribracha and uh, yeah. maybe even Sissoko, you know, um, like those guys could be, you know, that could be the game for uh, for Big Ten bigs where they're kind of licking their chops uh, a little bit. Um, who do you got next? I don't really have much else on Penn State. I think we've talked about them quite a bit. Um, yeah. I think everybody kind of knows what they're trying to accomplish, and it's just a matter of, like, can Shrews pull this off, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I'm going to go Michigan State. Yeah. I think, you know, I – just don't think they quite have the firepower to really compete in the big 10. Um, but mm. I think they're a little step above the teams that are below them. Maybe sort of, I don't Who know. Knows? They're, yeah. they're a tough team. Like they I are think tough. They, they lack a, um, they lack like 40 minutes of solid big play. I think I like Sissoko. He's more of a rim runner and roller to me instead, unless of a run the offense through him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's fine defensively, but he's only going to give 20, 25 minutes. And so those other 15 to 20 minutes, like I don't trust Cooper or Kohler right now. Um, Kohler's looked a little bit better as a late to me, but I still think they're both a year away at least. Um, they need Malik callback just for more size, just in general. Um, but they do have two, you know, high, high quality guards in Hoggard and Walker, uh, whether, you know, whoever you like better, you know, it's up. I think it's personal preference. I've yeah. liked some of Aiken stuff. Um, you know, Pierre Brooks is is are one of the most confident shooters on the team. Every yeah. time I watch, it's yeah. just Brooks just putting up shots and he, and he's making them thirty eight point eight percent on the year. So they're a team that's I you know they're not they're not a team that anybody's going to want to face. But I do think that they're uh, a little less talented. Just they do have they have had one of the toughest schedules in the country. Wins over Kentucky, Villanova, Oregon, Penn State, but then losses also to Gonzaga, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Northwestern. So um, bad yeah, loss to Notre Dame. That one's that's going to come back to haunt them. Come selection yeah. Sunday, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just they're they're another very high. I think they're you know relying jumpers a lot. Um, Walker's going to get to he's going to snake a ton of pick and rolls, get to the mid range. Hoggard's mm-hmm. going to try to facilitate more, which he does really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to, they're going to come down to whether they can hit jumpers off of pick and rolls and pin downs. Would you be shocked if they finished top five in the league? Top five in the league. So 
Because uh, I, I don't know I that I would I'm, be. Yeah, I, would I don't think I would be. Slightly shocked. I would say slightly. I think mm. it's definitely possible. I, yeah. Like there's aside from Purdue, I don't think there's like a maybe Wisconsin. I don't think there's a team where it's like, oh yeah, they're they're you know they're going to kill Michigan gonna State. A, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, um, and I don't know if you mentioned it. Obviously, Malik Hall has only played, I think, four games. Four. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's a guy who, who certainly is a can be a high impact piece when he's healthy. Um, like I said, just kind of an up and down resume that comes with uh playing the schedule that they did. Um, I I don't know that they. And this has been something that, that recent Izzo teams I think have struggled with is or not, I don't know struggle is the right word but just just their makeup um has kind of been non I don't want to say non-modern but just a, a bit of a strange makeup uh in recent years um you, you know when you look at um they, they're just not built like a lot of uh, modern teams are they they are kind of a power team uh they, they like to get downhill they have a lot of guys who like to get downhill especially when hall's out there he's a guy who's slasher uh a lot of guys a lot of pick and roll um so I, I don't know how they match up with a lot of these teams and then for all their length and size that they've had in the recent years um they, they haven't been quite as good defensively as maybe you would expect um from a, a an iso type team with the as much athleticism as they have they just haven't had uh they haven't been that that great defensive team, that elite level team since Winston was there. And yeah, I just don't I don't really know where they slot in. Hauser's having a great career best year, uh 46% from three. He he's been pretty awesome as just a complimentary piece. And then, like you said, Hogard and and Walker, the two guards are solid. But outside of that, it doesn't feel like they have any kind of consistent threat. Um, and they just again, I think there's a little bit of back and forth between those two guards of like, okay, who's gonna take the shots late game? Um, getting blasted by Notre Dame, like I said, won't help um come selection Sunday, but they bounced back, had a nice win at Penn State. Um, so I think it'll be like that all year. Yeah, I really do. I think they'll get to I don't know, eight, nine, ten wins in the Big Ten and uh and probably make the tournament, I think. But yeah. having them tenth, like that doesn't that doesn't, I think that's where they should be. You know, I think they should be down here. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't really have a ton more to say about them other than the fact that uh, if they continue to shoot it as a team about 38% from three, I think they'll, they'll probably win some games that maybe they're not favored in. Yeah, no, I've got nothing else. So uh, I believe you are up. Yeah. And I don't know exactly where I want to go with this. Um when I wrote this down, I had Northwestern ahead of Michigan, um, but I don't know. I, I don't feel great about that, but I, I'll stick to it. I'll take yeah. Northwestern here. Um, they've had a nice, nice start to their season. Um, they're nine and two really should have beaten Auburn. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh did just, I don't know how you explain that one, but uh, kind of just their one how it goes. Yep. One game where you just get absolutely housed uh, for Purdue was at Michigan last year. Yep. Um elite defensively just out of the blue elite defensive team um top 10 in Kempom uh highest uh two point percentage defense 37.5 percent um which is a really great number because you look at you know we talk a lot about variance and uh 
it's less of a factor with two point percentage defense. You know, those, mm-hmm. those um, are not as, you know, when you're forcing tough twos, uh, when you're forcing, you know, when teams are missing threes, they could just be missing wide open threes. That's not as usually the case with, with two point shots. Usually it means you have really good um, rim defense and they, they have so far this year that, that I've watched. Um, I really like Robbie Baron as a defender off the bench. I think he does some nice things. Um, I think Barry does some nice things. Uh, Nicholson, the the center, is 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 pretty skilled. He's a, he's a big kid. Um, like watching him. And then you know some of their guards have, that we knew could always score, um, have scored enough. They're they've not been a good offensive team at all. Um, they're they're outside the top one fifty in Kempom. Um, but you know at the same time those guys can hit enough shots sometimes down the stretch of games. They they are. I would say Adige and, and Bowie are tough shot makers mm-hmm. or have proven to be in the past. Um, uh, nice to see uh, Brooks Barnheiser getting some run. Uh, Lafayette native, played at Lafayette Jeff. Um, talked to his dad about him. And I know last year I was talking to his dad who coaches at Lafayette Jeff and he was thinking about transferring. So good to see him stick it out. And he's yeah. gotten some some meaningful playing time. Hasn't shot it as well as I think he'd probably like to, but he's gotten some playing time at the three and the four. Um, but yeah, just like I don't know if they're going to keep up this defense, but so far it seems pretty sustainable. Um, just just a heck of a job so far by Chris Collins, although they haven't really played a hard schedule. Like wins against Georgetown and DePaul mean something at Northwestern, and a nice win against Liberty, and should have beaten Auburn, and and obviously getting off to a a one and zero start in the league with with the win against Michigan State. Like they're they're absolutely a contender. They only get Minnesota once, which is unfortunate. Um, but they only get Purdue once. So, you know, that's kind of balances itself out. And uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I guess I trust their defense to stay elite more than I trust Michigan's offense. So that's kind of what it boils down to. Fair. Um, I think I'm, you know, I buy into it less than you, but yeah. I, I get it. And I don't um, buy it into it a ton. I mean, they're, you know, yeah, they're, I mean, they're 11th. 11th. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I just want to see it against uh, quality bigs really is, is yeah, yeah. You know, so, so what's, um, I guess I don't know all these teams off the top of my head, so I could be totally wrong in saying this, but Sissoko is probably the best big they've played. Um, yeah, Auburn has a kid named Broom who's pretty good, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I just want to see it more. Um, you know they have Ohio State, Illinois, Indiana, Rutgers to start, so I <laughs> we'll think, see it. Yeah, I think those first four games, like, um, if if they look like they can, if they look like they have two this and elite, two in that get stretched. Two and two yeah. in that stretch, you're pretty good. Two and two in that good, stretch right? put some legit probably in the next tier. I think for me, they've kind of always been in this tier by themselves of above the bottom two teams, um, or above Nebraska and Minnesota, I should specifically say, but then kind of below everybody else. But mm. if, yeah, if they can, you know, if they look even solid, just solid against those teams, yeah, they definitely they definitely way bump up. Um, but that's really all there is. Like they're they're yeah. Offense is going to be a lot of just pick and roll or, or in tough shots. And that's just kind of by nature with Bowie, Adige, even Barry at times. Um, it's just kind of who they are offensively. And you you live with it. There's going to be – they're going to have a random couple games where they combine eat for like 12 threes between those. And, you know, what are you supposed to do about that? Right, um, right. But, yeah, if the, if the rim defense does stay, I think they, they honestly might finish a bit higher than this. But I'm not as bought in. Um, so – I think that's really yeah, really all that there is for, for yeah. Them. There's not much else. I mean, it, like you said, does the defense hold up? If it does, I think they'll they probably will be uh, at least eleventh, yeah. maybe a little higher, probably. Yep. So um, we'll see how it goes. You're up. 
Yep. And then we're going to go with a team that I had much, much higher uh, early in the <laughs> season. Um, and, you know, got to admit when you're, when you're wrong. Um, and that's going to be with the Michigan Wolverines. So they're 12th for us. Um, I would have had them 11th, but I don't hate them at 12th. And it's really just defense. I think their offense is solid. Um, you know, losing Llewellyn is tough, but another team that's been pretty thin at guards. I like, you know, I've liked what I've seen from the freshman McDaniel, but is, is he really ready to step into that full uh, lead guard role? Um, you know, guards really at this point is just McDaniel and Bufkin for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I know it is a, you know, a big dominance league and they have one of the best in the, in the conference, but I just don't know if defensively they have enough to, to hold up They're They're really bad in pick and roll. Um, yeah. For his, you know, as good as Dickinson is offensively, I just don't like him on defense. I really Mm-mm. don't. I Mm-mm. think he just lacks foot speed um, to really defend. I think he has – and then I think he could be fine in drop. I think he can be um, – I was going to that's, – that's actually not a fair comparison. I was going to say Edie, but Edie's actually been really good in drop. Yeah, Edie's um, been really, really good in drop. He, he, it, I think Dickinson can get to, like, Edie last year level of, like, serviceable. Sure. And sure. Dickinson's elite offensively, that that's good enough. Um, but if he can play drop, then the defend, then you know these wings have to step up, and I don't trust them to make rotations at all right now. Um, Jed Howard has been one of my favorite freshmen to watch on offense. He's been insane, thirty-eight of forty-eight from two, twenty-nine of seventy-two from three, just forty percent. Like can pretty much score in any way, but then on defense, he just gets beat back door and off ball so much um, yeah. that even if Michigan does find a coverage for Dickinson, like the whole team has to buy in. Um, and I, I just don't know if I, if I trusted enough, I don't think I, I was high on Terrence Williams coming into the year. I don't think he's as good as, as I was hoping. Um, and I think, yeah, they're just, they, they're missing another, they're just missing a piece um, specifically like a defensive wing that, that they can really disrupt. And yeah. And I think they're missing some, some IQ, some guard you know, team. I mean, if they had a Chondi Brown, I think he would really help a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, just a high IQ defensive wing, like you said. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the fix is. Uh, I don't think their defensive personnel is, is good, like you said. I mean, you have to have Dickinson out there, no question. Uh, oh, yeah, but like you so said, I, I, I don't know that he's uh, – I think more shedder minutes might be good. He's he's kind of good from what I've seen. Yeah, uh, maybe a, more Reed. Obviously, Reed. Big shedder guy. And right guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Terrace Reed, I think we'll get more minutes. I, I liked what I've seen from him as well. So, like, they have guys. Uh, Joey Baker, to me, is just eh. Um, Buffkin probably would be the best player in Northwestern. So, like, yeah. uh, you know, he's a skilled offensive player. They, they have a lot of skilled offensive players, but uh, it, it's just a matter of um, – yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Can Dickinson hold – yeah, being cohesive unit. They just haven't had that yet this year. Uh, showed fairly well for themselves against North Carolina. Um, and honestly, uh, it sounds crazy, but 12th in the big 10 is nothing to be ashamed of, uh, this year. Yeah. 12th in the big 10 legit might be like eight and 12 or nine and 11. Yeah. Yeah. And they, but they put themselves in such a hole because they really don't have a good non-conference win. Their best win this year is Pittsburgh and they beat by 30 who Northwestern lost to by 30. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) maybe not feeling great about that, but. You know all their all their real chances to get a nice, solid, uh, impressive win: Arizona State, Virginia, Kentucky, North Carolina. Uh, they they just weren't able to make enough plays down the stretch and get enough stops specifically down the stretch yep. to win those games. Uh, so that that's why 
I guess they come in at 12th here, but uh, obviously I'm going to take Nebraska at 13. So I guess we can jump to them unless you have anything else. Uh, two, one, two real quick things. Yeah. Um, the losses to Virginia, Kentucky, North Carolina, all by four or less. If they win at mm-hmm. least one, they like, I think the outlook's different. If they win two yep. of those, then yeah, they're, they're for sure a tourney team. Where's their ceiling for you? What What's their, what's their uh... ceiling in the Big Ten? Top half, top half. Okay, I think I, top, I think top I think six. I'm still a little higher. Yeah, I think I'm still a little yeah. higher for, than you on the ceiling of five. But you think five, um, top five? I, is there ceiling? Yeah, is yeah. No, ceiling? I agree with you. I, I, I get absolutely. I you know. I could see that. Yeah, I could see it. I think like maybe they just get rolling. You know, I mean, last year we thought oh, they're yeah. not that good, and then all of a sudden they make the Sweet Sixteen. So, you know, so I, I think I, I do think Jawan's a pretty darn good coach. Yeah. Um, and I think if anyone's going to figure out, it will be him. Um, but defensively, just, uh, I don't know. I just don't know that he has the personnel to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, that's why, that's why they're what? 12th in this. So. Yeah. 12th. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm good now. All right. Let's go to Nebraska. They're, uh, checking in at 13 here, a formidable 13th team. Certainly yep. not, not a, a feisty uh, one. yeah, feisty one, no, no slouch. Um, you know, you look back at, other 13th ranked teams in the past like last year minnesota i think came in at 13th and they were just god awful this that's not nebraska uh they may lose quite a few games but they're not a god awful team they're they're a pretty pretty okay team um they're offensively they're just they're not great um really in any area uh other than if Derek walker's having a good game and you can kind of pound it into him uh, he he's an impressive player just at his size, his athleticism. I really like Derek Walker for them. Uh, Griesel, we've talked about Tomonaga. I mean, those guys are fun. Uh, Griesel just has kind of the fun game where he kind of backs you down and gets to his spots and um, isn't the most efficient player, but but has to bear a lot of offensive responsibility for them. Yeah. And then Tomonaga just is a spark plug who will just jack shots and talks a lot of crap and he's a fun guy always smiling okay. um so he he's a he's a fun guy to watch as well um i i, I think like kind of feel bad for hoiberg so probably get fired but it just seems like he's he's done a pretty good job with this group um you know you look at some of their games they, they did get beat pretty badly by st john's and andre curbelo but then they came back and ended up beating creighton beat florida state by like 20 which isn't that impressive but it's something um and still and then yeah still a good uh, win and almost obviously that they had things had gone their way in that purdue game maybe the the outlook of their season would be a little bit different um but you know getting into that zero and two hole here so they're, they're starting behind like we said that's a tough place to be now you got iowa at home on thursday really need that game if you want to make any noise Yep. Um, at all, but it is at home and it's probably going to be without Chris Murray. So it's a good spot to potentially get it. Um, then they get Michigan state and Minnesota. So, I mean, it's not crazy to think they could win those three games. No. Um, or two you know, Michigan, Michigan state's on the road, Minnesota's on the road. Um, I was at home, but obviously without Murray. So like, you know, if they do that, then let's see, you know, I, I'm not willing to, I'm not going to rule them out of finishing higher than 13th, but it does seem that talent wise, there's a massive drop off um between at least between 11 and 12 if say you have michigan at 11 and northwestern at 12 like michigan has way more talent than northwestern 
Um, but Northwestern's surprising defensive resurgence is why I had them there. Um, yeah. You know, so like they're in that bottom tier of talent in the Big Ten. So Hoiberg's not working with a ton uh, compared to most of these teams. But I do think he's gotten a, a good amount out of them. Like I, I'm positive about them, even though they're they're seven and six and and clearly not going to make the tournament. But uh, I do think they'll be like a tough out for teams this year. Yeah, no, it's this is a like this is a solid year for them so far. Um, you know, the Creighton win at Creighton is huge for them, just with the kind of you know the rivalry and stuff. And but, maybe that'll be enough to keep his job, just winning that game. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know if there's anything he could do to get fired, to be honest, at this point. But um, <laughs> he just seems to always get resigned. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, they're, they're a fun team. I think they're more of a – and we'll get to Minnesota when we get to them. They're more of I like their pieces. I don't like their team as much. Um, I like Griezel a lot. I like Walker a lot, like you said. Tomonaga's fun. C.J. Walker has shown some shot-making ability. Um, you know, I don't think they have a, they won't have somebody that can really, really bang down low. Although Walker is, is good more in that high post kind of, you know, more face up game, um, take off the dribble, like from 10 feet away. Grizzle's really fun with his, his pseudo point guard. That's like six, seven, just kind of backing people down. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's, there's not too, too much to talk. They, you know, I think they can get to six or seven big 10 wins. Um, you know, they'll put them comfortably in 13th, um, What's the before we move on? What's what's the chance that they get a first round buy in the Big Ten tournament? A so first round buy that would be that would be a top ten team in the Big Ten. Um, pretty slim, but not impossible. Yeah. If India if Indiana has one more injury, that's, I mean that's true. You know, it's like stuff like that. Um, yeah, I they would they, they could, would need a couple of breaks there. A couple breaks. I think they could easily be better than Northwestern. I think they could probably be better than Michigan potentially. Yeah. Um, I don't think they will. I was just curious. No, I don't think they will at all. And then maybe just Penn State just starts missing shots. It's possible, like 20, 25%, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, fair. college basketball is so weird. You know, that, That's true. I mean, think about where do we put these teams to start the year and then just stuff happens. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, about 25%. I think I, I, I don't hate this team, but at the same time, like you said, like I like their pieces, but then it's like, why aren't they good? You know, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they're, that's... they're gonna be uh you know, if especially if there isn't as big of a gap from <laughs> Purdue compared to everybody else, um, Nebraska's gonna be kind of a decider for who wins the Big Ten, I think. Like yeah, who, who's yeah. able to they can to get pick someone them. off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um move on to our last team. Good with that. All right, yep. And this is a team that I think's you know, a couple tiers below Nebraska. And that's uh, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, they're um, not a good start. Pretty bad start, to be honest. Like, they're another team that I like a couple of their pieces. I just think that they, uh, they they just don't really have a co- cohesive unit. Um, they're pretty young. Um, just don't really, yeah. Like, there's, there's, I don't know what, what I don't quite know what they do well exactly. Like, I like Pharrell Payne as a freshman. I think he'll have a he'll have good upside. Battle's gonna hit tough shots. Tail and Cooper's actually been good. Um, he, he's their they're probably lone like consistent bright spot on the team, I would say. Um, but you know, I think Ola Joseph, Carrington, Henley, all those freshmen, they're they're a year away or so. Um, and they're you know, just relying on pieces that aren't really meshed together. They can't really shoot besides Cooper right now, and then their their defense is just whatever. Um, not not good either. This is a you know, pretty clearly bottom of the big ten, one of the, you know 
bottom five, six, seven power conference teams. Yeah, they're really bad, and and it's it's sort of disappointing, kind of kind of sad, uh, because I like to root for Big Ten teams, and I like I like Ben Johnson a lot last year. Yeah, um, I actually kind of liked what he was doing, and you know, you look at their roster before the year, and you see Dawson Garcia and Jamison Battle and uh, Cooper and some guys that. You know, you can kind of talk yourself into even like a Trayton Thompson. I, I kind of was like, oh, I think he's going to have a nice year. Um, and they just don't do anything well. Like you said, like they just can't. Um, too much reliance on tough shot making, I think. Yeah. Um, can't, haven't beaten anybody even remotely close to good. Yeah. Um, and I've had some close calls. I mean, they could have easily lost that Cal Baptist game. I watched some of that because I like watching uh, Taryn Armstrong for Cal Baptist. Yeah. Um, freaking beat Western Michigan by one. Chicago State by three. I mean, holy crap. And they didn't even – none of these they're, games they're, against actual good teams have been close. No. So, like, they easily right now could be three and, and nine with losses to several top – a bottom 100 teams in the sport. Yep. Um, we'll see about Alcorn State on Thursday. That's their last theoretical win. Otherwise, yeah. they're just projected to lose every game. Um, I I don't I don't know who they beat in the league. Uh, they'll beat somebody a few times. Um, you know, in the past their their home court has been decent. Uh, people show up to the barn, and uh, will that play a factor this year? I don't know. I don't know why anyone would show up for them. Yeah, I don't see um, too much. They they are um you look at some of their the statistical profile, um fifty-eight point seven as a team from the line. I mean, that is high school numbers. That that is shocking. Um, yeah. that's a shocking number, and you're not gonna win any close games with that figure. Um, yeah. you know, their their two point defense has been okay. They they do have some size that they can throw at you. Uh, when they played Purdue, they didn't have Thompson, but some of those guys are athletic and big. Uh, Payne, obviously, as you mentioned, who's who's been pretty good. Uh, Ola Joseph, who's got some size to him, you know. But I, I think the scary part is like, what what does this look like going forward? I mean, yeah, you, really you know, need the freshmen to develop. Yeah, and they haven't shown a ton. I mean, I, I like Payne too, but I don't know that Ola Joseph has shown that much, despite getting a ton of playing time. He seems more uh, like a utility guy. Like he's yeah, not yeah. Guy. Carrington, I guess, is okay. Uh, they do. They did just land a super highly rated player, Dennis Evans, who I've seen play. Uh, he's like a five star, fringe five star, um, center, real shot blocker, raw type, but he's real athletic. Um, oh, you know, so maybe he comes in and gives him a jolt. Um, but just guard play, man. What the heck? I mean, yep. it, it it's just so bad, and and they gotta find a way, uh, whether it's through, I mean, they to me it's just they gotta find a way to hit in the portal on guards. Yeah, I mean, no young guard on this team is exciting, and uh, they're gonna have to go portal shopping like Micah Shrewsbury did, um, and land several impact guards. You know, you there's always a picket out there or an Andrew Funk out there. You just have to get lucky, kind of. Um, or at least be very good at talent evaluation uh, from those other schools. So if they can do that, they can be a good team moving forward. But there is not a lot of young talent on this team, unfortunately. And like you said, Cooper, he's been pretty good, but it's not like anyone's 
super scared of him, you know, uh-huh. um, despite really shooting it well uh, this year. So, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just, it's disappointing. I, I hate it because I really actually did think they'd be okay this year. Like not, I didn't think they'd be anywhere outside of the bottom two, but I was like, Oh, okay. They have some nice pieces, you yeah. know, and for them to not even be competitive in, I mean, against any top 200 teams, it's like, Whoa, you know, that's, that's, that's scary. scary for yeah. a power five team. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, okay. Let's, I'm going to throw a scenario at you or All right. more of a game. Let's say they get to three big 10 conference wins, right? Um, let's just say they beat Nebraska at home. Okay. What are the two other ones that they're getting? And are they like affecting the big, like more of what random wins just going to randomly shape the big 10? Right. Call your shot right now. Um, um, uh, see, like, I just don't think they beat anybody, but I think Penn state at home. Yeah. Could be a, a possible one. Maybe they could exploit their like a size. Um, could they beat Rutgers at home? I don't know how they score on them. Yeah, man, this is Oof. tough. Yeah, they might I get. Don't know. I could see maybe a Maryland, just a random, like yeah, a, just a yeah. flat game for Maryland. Maybe Northwestern. I mean, yeah, it's not like Ryan Arena is much of an event home court advantage. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be, be an uphill climb to get to four wins. Yeah. So. Um, one last thing. Well, we're going to, you know, kind of wrap it up here. I am going to throw a random thing at you. I just kind of thought of put you on the spot and I'll answer too. So I guess I should recap, uh, our standings go Purdue, Wisconsin, Ohio state, Illinois, Maryland, Iowa, Rutgers, Indiana, Penn state, Michigan state, Northwestern, Michigan, Nebraska, Minnesota. So the top four that we had combined was Purdue, Wisconsin, Ohio state, and Illinois. What team outside of the top four wins the Big Ten? Like, who would you you think is most likely to win the Big Ten out of that top four? In the regular season? Yep, regular season championship. Purdue, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Illinois. One team outside of that. Mm. Um, and you can, you know, do what it would do. How, however you need to work it, you can, you can uh, do it. Yeah, I, I guess I'd go Iowa. That's, um, yeah. I think because I, I just think they're they have enough offense to win it. And if you, you know, I think that has to be the first baseline. You have to be, you can't be just awful offensively and win the league. Um, you, you can be, do very well for yourself in the league, as we've seen with, with Rutgers and some other teams. Um, I, I think Iowa, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, shoot, if Michigan State gets fully healthy, maybe, but they're just, ugh. Yeah. And that, that that's a outside the box one, I guess. Um I, I mean, Javier Johnson has a broken foot. Like, he's not coming back. If he um, came back, it's uh, – it, It's IU. Foot. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's IU, even though they have their own injury thing. But I think I – mean, we know he has a broken foot. With Murray, it's like kind of has a shoulder thing or something. I don't know. But, yeah, um, yeah I think Iowa. I would go them. Um, random dark horse – like, not – this. okay. We'll preface this. Like, I don't think Iowa's going to win. I also don't think this team I'm about to name is going to win. If everything clicks, I still think Michigan mm-hmm. can at least get to – they at least realistically can get to that level. I thought I about saying it, them too, yeah. I don't think it happens, but, you know, if we're just throwing teams outside that – where we have the top four right now, like – or projected top four, like, yeah, sure. Dickinson just catches fire, their defense and gets to average, and then they start – you know, they hit threes, sure. They, they, they can at least – they they're, 
their big three offensively is is up there in the league with yeah. Buffkin, Howard, and, and Dickinson. I mean, I, I don't know how many threesomes you're taking over the, those guys, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just, you know, fun little exercise. But uh, it, but it could happen. I mean, I could, Iowa could win the league. Like, yeah, you're saying that's, that. I mean, as, Big Ten... as, as unlikely as that may seem, they could win the league. Yeah, this Big Ten season is going to be wild. Like I said, uh, Ken Palm currently – Ken Palm has Purdue projected to go 14-6 and six in conference – and then, uh, you know, two through 12, so not including Nebraska and Minnesota, um, they're all projected to be 9 and 11, 10 and 10, 11 and 9 or 12 and 8. And even more than that, um, you know, Michigan State's projected to be third worst at 9 and 11. So, and then everybody else, so two through, what would that be, 11, yeah. are all projected to be 10 and 10, 11 and 9 or 12 and 8. Um, Unbelievable. Which I think, you know, like Nebraska and Minnesota are going to be forgot about fair. If they can, you know, they're going to have a couple random wins that could shake up this. Um, oh yeah. And it's going to be whether, you know, if Purdue's legit, it's, it's theirs for the taking. If the last few games is closer to what they're going to be, then yeah, this is going to be a really tight race. This is going to be nuts. Yeah, yep. exactly. And I think any, you know, we're both Purdue fans. We're not, but we're not looking at them as some untouchable team. Oh no. Uh, no. They, they could be picked off on any given night. I think by any, I mean, we just saw it with Nebraska, right? Like if they can do it, you know, um, anybody can. So, yeah, uh, so much, so much variance involved, and that's why we love basketball. Um, and and do the, does this team hit shots? Does that team hit shots? So that was kind of our our best guess at it. We'll see. I guess we'll write that down and see how it uh ends up at the out, end of yeah. the year. Yeah, I mean, some some I went out on a few limbs, but I I think uh I don't know. I, I guess I don't that's hate my, how it turned out. No, it's a it's a guess, you know. Yep. I mean. Exactly. So, yeah, no, just gonna be gonna be a really fun year. Um, don't lose home games is, is pretty much what it's gonna be. Yeah. Um, and do don't that, lose then, to Minnesota, please. Yeah, don't lose to Minnesota. Don't lose home games, and then you put yourself at a chance to win the conference. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, where 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 can they find you, Aiden? Yeah, at Aiden Koontz on Twitter. Um, trying to find some time here to do more Purdue stuff, but uh, it's don't have a lot of it because I'm coaching and trying to do stuff. Uh, I will say just, I just retweeted it. And that reminds me, check out the, uh, and it is big 10 related, the Anthony Leal video uh, of him surprising his sister. I don't know if you saw that. No, uh, I didn't. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll so he, uh, he surprised his sister by paying off her student loans by using NIL money for Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great video. Uh, and it's, it's big 10 related. His parents posted it. I have it retweeted on my page. Uh, so shout out Anthony Leo of, of IU. He's a, a great dude and uh, did, did a cool thing there. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Did not hear that, but that, that is, that is awesome. So uh, you can find me at Joe underscore Jackson, 2210 on Twitter. Um, I also write at CBB review. I have an article up right now, kind of going through some of the schemes and, you know, play designs that Purdue has ran to get, you know, allow them to get to the number one ranking in, in the AP poll. Um Kind of going forward, plan on having some Big Ten and Purdue articles up there. We'll also, me and Aiden, will have Twitter spaces after every game. Um, or I'll have one every game. Aiden will be able to make as many as he can, just, you know, with working around his coaching schedule. Um, so, you know, those are on Twitter. You'll be able to find those. And then we'll, we'll keep having the podcast going up. So um, thank you all for tuning in, and, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.